Hello, hello, my loves. I am, honestly, my face already hurts from smiling before we record. But today on this episode of Happy Holy Podcast, my soul is beaming, my heart is glowing because we are joined by the one and only just magnificent, magical Dr. Liliana. My whole soul is purring and it's actually dropping through right now. I'm like, I want to introduce you, but I just have to remember and share this moment of when we first met, it was two years ago. I, I feel like the first like interaction I had with you was I hosted this free workshop and, and you came to it. And I remember afterwards you tagged me in these stories with these pictures of you embodying your inner child and you were in the sun. And I just remember thinking and feeling just so instantly connected to you, Liliana, just your energy, the way you radiate love. And it's it, it surprises me 0% that you ended up in this beautiful work that you do around pelvic empowerment. And I will let you introduce yourself and all of your magic in just a moment. But I just feel like my inner projector just wants to, to see you for a moment and just reflect to you just the deepest nourishment that you are to this planet. I mean, just... I'll have Liliana's information and everything linked in the show notes, but I really invite you before you even listen to this woman speak and share her medicine, like just run to her Instagram, go watch her reels, listen to her voice, receive her medicine. You are just such a radiant light and powerful force in this world. And it is just the deepest gift to to get to be here with you today. I feel like we're just like sitting in the sun on, on a playground. <laughs> But with all of that, Dr. Liliana, hello. If you'd like to just introduce yourself and share a little bit about your work in the world. And then I'm like, I want to ask you about your story in <laughs> so many pieces, but hi. Oh, thank you. Oh my goodness. Re like receiving projector energy is like, is so beautiful. I, I only recently, like I'm a generator and I only recently have been like, learning more about projectors and and you know being in community with people that actually see so clearly and can reflect so clearly and it's like such a gift so thank you for seeing me and witnessing me and allowing me to feel that it's such a gift so thank you thank you thank you <sighs> it's a gift to be here with you I'm so just like like soaking it in <laughs> okay so what am I like I'm like now what I, I introduce myself <laughs> yes tell us first like I'm so curious like if you want to tell us where in the world you are and also about your work because I feel like when when I say you know something like pelvic empowerment I feel like some of my listeners I I know some of my listeners they're like I know exactly what that is yeah. I work in those realms too. And, and I feel like there's a lot of people who don't understand this work or don't know the, the depth and the magic and the medicine of it. And as soon as I downloaded Happy Whole Life as the podcast name, I was like, you were one of the very first people. I was like, oh my God, I really, really want to Liliana will be a yes to come on the podcast because I feel like you know, the happy whole life, like foundations of what it means to live a life in pleasure in your power connected to your voice, right? The throat chakra, like womb pelvic connection is just, it's no joke. It is so, so 
like once you feel it, you feel it so viscerally and you, you can't look back. And I just feel your work, Liliana, is just, it's so foundational to to living a happy whole life, to living a life in, in pleasure and in power. And <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to share a little bit sure. about okay, what your work is. Perfect. Thank you. Okay. All right. So where I am in the world, I'm in New Jersey. I'm an East Coast girly. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's summer right now. I'm loving, I'm loving life. Actually, I live for the heat. So I'm, yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, I grew up here. I went to school here. Um, yeah. And so I'll start with that. Like I went to school, like my handle, even like Dr. Liliana, like I went to graduate school. I have a DPT. So, a clinical doctorate in physical therapy and my specialty is the pelvic floor so I my work started there it started like clinical like physical therapy um you know level work and and physical therapy even I'll even like say like for anyone who doesn't know or just knows PT as this like you know if you hurt your ankle you go and you work out your ankle like physical therapy is is movement science so it's the the science and the practice of optimizing the way you move optimizing the way your tissues feel optimizing the way you function essentially so it's like one of the most functional like medicine sciences so that's I love it I grew up dancing and so I've I grew up dancing and I had like a physical um I don't know what word you want to use like setback like and it's funny that it because it, it was in my hip. It's my hip and leg connection. So I've been connected to my pelvis like so intimately since I was born. Like I, my doctors like even told my parents that like I have a, what it is is I have a rotation in my leg bone. So it's, it's a little rotated. It's a little off with, by both of them by like 20 ish degrees. And um, so when I was little, like my knees would touch and the doctors told my parents like, oh, she'll never be able to walk in heels because like her like the toe like I'll trip I'll be tripping over the front part of the heel and I'll fall whatever um so like it was real intense when I was a kid and so I've been I've had this awareness of my pelvis for the longest time and that's why I started dance and they were like put her in ballet it'll turn her legs out whatever right and um yeah and so and then through dance became super connected to my body super connected to using my muscles, flexibility, strength, mobility, all this stuff, and then decided, okay, I'm going to be a PT for dancers. I'm going to be a, a, a doctor that supports performers and, you know, theater, people in theater, people on stage, right? And so I go through this program. I, you know, do my undergrad, do my graduate work. And this whole time, this is what I'm thinking. And then I get to my third year, my final year, final semester. And we're like, or they're like, you know, we're going to talk about the pelvic floor. We went our whole curriculum, never talking about the pelvic floor until this last couple weeks in the last semester. And it's beautiful. The pelvic floor is this beautiful group of muscles that live within the pelvis, like a bowl. And they contribute to so much of our physical experience and I was really shocked at how much we didn't talk about it and how much um you know like how much the pelvic floor actually influences and really what happened was I had a friend that we were sitting in the car and we were talking about what we were going to do after graduation she was like you know like I think you'd be really good at pelvic floor PT and I was like really <laughs> she was like yeah like you know you're really easy to talk to and you you know like I've always been very open about like you know I don't mind talking about sex I'm open to talking about all the little things that everyone's like what's TMI like TMI I'm like no it's fine so 
she was like, I think you, you know, you're easy to talk to. I think people would really, you know, resonate with you. And I was like, I don't know. And then my best friend, like my best friend throughout grad school, she decided to do pelvic PT. And I was like, you know what, let me, let me give it a shot. And then I started and I was like, no, this is it. Like my soul, this is it. I have to be in this space. And so I started, I um, did a clinical rotation. I started working in a clinic and then I went through my own healing journey. I met my first coach and did a lot of internal work and then realized like, oh my God, this is so much deeper than what they taught us in school. Like, <laughs> like it is ridiculously deeper than this, like literally these two weeks at the end of whatever, three years of school, like, <laughs> You know, and so then I started diving into the emotional work and the energetic work. And I kind of came full circle to this place of like, I don't think I want to be a doctor in a clinic. Like I, I can't do this. There's no time because the, the, the clients that I was seeing, the, the, the work that I was doing, like, yes, you know, my PT brain has been trained to, you know, look for the physical quote problems and fix mm -hmm. the physical quote problems but mm -hmm. so many of the like physical presentations were actually um like informed and influenced by the emotional and energetic embodiment so like it made no sense to me if like okay you have tension in your pelvic floor yes i can stretch it and we can do breath work and we can do whatever exercises um but at the end of the day if your pelvic floor is tight because you're anxious and you feel unsafe and you feel unseen and you feel unheard. This, this is not sustainable. And so like the little conversation I had with myself was like, this is, I, this is unethical. Like I'm leaving. We can't, mm, we can't yeah. leave. You know what I mean? So I, um, yeah, it was, there was a really interesting, um, kind of like turn of events at the clinic that I was working at. And it, it really aligned that, um, you know, it, 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 it's a kind of in-depth story. I'd be happy to talk about it if we have the time and space, but essentially we, I came to this place where the decision was very clearly laid out in front of me. Like, do you want to stay in this place that feels, you know, low key, not aligned, or do you want to take a leap and just do your own thing and see what happens? And I remember um, my coach at the time, I was like, I'm going through something really intense. I'd love your support. She was like, I'm just going to pull cards. I'm just going to pull cards. Like she had no idea. She pulls two. One card was very just like supportive energetically. And the other one said self-employment. She was like, she was like, I don't really know if this has anything to do with what's going on for you, but this is what I pulled. And I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so that was how I started like in this work. And that was, like you said, it was about two and a half, two years ago. Um, yeah. And I started finding people like you, people that could, that I resonated with people that could support me in this because then business is and like business ownership is its own whole other game of healing and deepening. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, <laughs> so it's been a journey, um, but that's how it started. <laughs> well, you know, I don't, I don't know if I've ever heard the full story of how, how you landed in this work and, and also that point that you found yourself at of like, this actually doesn't feel aligned anymore. Like this doesn't feel ethical. And, and I actually resonated a lot when you said that, because I felt a bit similarly back when I was a nutritionist, helping people heal autoimmune disease. I was like, I'm telling people about supplements and food, which like, great. But I, I had this sense too. I was like, there's definitely way fucking more to healing autoimmune disease than like what you're eating. Cause for me, I was like, 
my healing, I got better, I got better. And then I plateaued and I was like, am I just going to be at 50% for the rest of my fucking life? Like, I don't think so. And that's when I was like, okay, fuck, I guess I got to face my shadows. Look at this trauma that's in my body <laughs> that I've been clinging on to yeah. actually meet myself and face myself. And, and I felt really similarly of like, not that there's anything wrong. Like I think nutritionists, of course, God bless nutritionists all over the planet. They have their place. Same with, you know, pelvic floor PTs. Like, oh my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. And for those of us where it's like your soul gifts, like they're just different. Like it's like a subtle shift in soul coordinates of, I appreciate the background and all the knowledge and wisdom and education that I've learned. And like, I feel for you too, Lilian, it's like your soul is just meant to go deeper with people. Like your gifts are, are beyond just what what we can accomplish in the physical realms and same for me it's like my gifts are much deeper than what we can accomplish in terms of what someone is eating and, and feeding their body even though I do believe that to be so important and one thing that came up too as you were speaking just that importance of of awareness of how our emotions and feelings and thoughts can impact our experience of our physical body and I'm curious for you like mm, when working with the pelvis and I'm working in these realms of empowerment, I'm curious if you have any just like places for someone to start, because I'm, I was actually thinking of myself when, as you were speaking, like a, a, a moment in my timeline occurred of when I had like really bad pain, like sex was really, really painful for like almost an entire year back in like 2018 or something like that. And it was the kind of thing where you go to all the doctors and they run all the tests and there's like, they're like, nothing's wrong. There's nothing wrong. Like it must just be like something we don't know. And I was like, I think I can settle for that. But it was, it was the emotional healing. It was, it was breath work. It was downregulating my nervous system. It was connecting to my sacral dance, hip movement, like all of these pieces that I feel like, you know, you go to the doctor and nobody talks about these things. And I feel like your work is just, it feels like your work is like drawing this line in the sand. And it's like a stand for like, there is more for you. Like there is more for you. And like, I just feel like your work is just, it's so big. It's so meaningful. Like helping people like feel safe in their bodies, helping people learn how to understand the connection between their emotions and their bodies. But anyways, that was a very long-winded, just adds everything you said. But I'm curious. I think the question I asked was, any tips on for people of like where where they can begin to connect with their pelvis, their pelvic floors, start the process of like getting in there a little bit, yeah, getting yeah. comfortable. Yeah, I love that. And I'm actually I'm gonna just like I'm gonna write like first steps because there I like I love that you riffed and because like I want to speak to the whole riff like <laughs> I adore you. And I'm like yes, we need to we need to talk about that. And I feel like first steps are like. I definitely don't want to forget that, but um, no, like I really, it, there were two things that I wanted to share besides the first steps. And like, I'm, I think I'm going to work backwards. Like one of the last things that you mm -hmm. said of like, it's so big, like I like so feel that. And like in this last year have like decided to like really brand, like rebrand outside of myself. Like it's mm -hmm. not just Dr. Liliana, like to, to create the pelvic empowerment movement was so important for me because it felt like I was on my personal page. Like it felt like I'm speaking to so many people and I'm trying to incorporate like parts of myself, but to have it separated out, gave me an opportunity to really feel into like 
the pelvis is so many things. I'm like, and again, like quote, like it speaks to so many quote unquote, like diagnoses. Right. And like, right. you know, pain with sex, pregnancy, like painful periods, um, you know, endometriosis, like all, like all of the little things, even like gender transition and like, you know, self-love, body love, things like that. Like all of these different categories of pelvic embodiment exist. And like, it's the underpinning that's all the same. Like you said, like this feeling of, do I feel safe in my body? Like, do I feel pleasure in my body? Can I tap into my creation energy and my play energy? Like how accessible are these like fundamental truths of life that so many of us don't have experience being in because of, you know, our culture and our society and like, you know, where, you know, our parents came from, like even, even me, and I'd love to hear if you have any resonance here, but like, I'm a daughter of immigrants. And so like, even that, like that storyline of, you know, scarcity and we need to prove ourselves in this country and like all of these Mm -hmm. things like there was no room for let's talk about safe like let's talk about safety and pleasure and play Mm -hmm. like all of these things you know that are and I always say like you know when we look at the chalk like the chakra system like there's a reason that root is first and sacral is second like like we have to be aware of these energies and these embodiments if we want to travel up the channel and experience power and love and our soul voice expression and intuition and connection to the divine like we have to feel safe and 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 playful and pleasurable and fun you know so yeah that first like (laughs) I'm over here crying if you guys want to watch the this is going to be on YouTube as well our video so watch me cry That was so powerful, Liana, just so powerful. Like, yes, it's like, there is a reason the root is down here first. And then the sacral, it's like from that place of feeling that rooted, anchored safety connection to the earth, that connection to our own womb space, our own sacral, that portal to our pleasure, our creativity. And I definitely, as you spoke about, yeah, like being a child of immigrants, like my mom too, like she came to the States when she was little, her parents came here to start a better life. But it's, I know for me, I had such a difficult time when I was, I'll call it like my pleasure remembrance, really, when I was in this stage of pleasure remembrance, there was, there were so many codes of guilt that were around my field of like, who am I to, to be in pleasure? Who am I to prioritize what makes me happy? Who am I to just live a life of luxury where I do just get to dance on the internet wearing whatever the fuck I want? And, you know, all these things, because, you know, we can tell that story. And I know, I know actually many of my community members have experienced similar things, whether it's immigrant guilt or, or just feeling that sense of who am I like asking that question when it's, if every woman in my lineage, if all the people in my lineage have had to, to sacrifice where there was no opportunity, there was no spaciousness to be like, what would be pleasurable to me? There was no time to pause and slow down and be like, maybe I'm going to do some breathing with my womb space or, or things like that. It's like, that was my grandmother, my homily, my mom, they never had the, any opportunity or, or even any inkling that such healing and power existed. And, and I know for me, when I started to reclaim that for myself, I had to really drop all the way in, connect to my ancestors and realize that 
me doing this for myself isn't selfish. And in fact, it ripples back to them. They experience the pleasure, the liberation through me. And I feel like when we can get to that place of connection, which again, like connecting to my womb space, connecting to my sacral, my root, like I feel, I always receive my Hamani's energy as red. Like I feel like she is so connected to my root. And it was only when I actually dropped in and really connected to those parts of myself that I could even access the, oh, of course they want this for me. Of course. (laughs) Who am I? Like I am the one, I am the one to change this pattern in my lineage. And and I feel that so strongly for you as well, Liliana, like just the vibrancy and and radiance and, and just vitality that you bring to the world. It's just, it's so potent. And that was, okay, that was the first thing. Yes. First beautiful, magical, amazing topic. Thank you. Um, yeah, and I, I so appreciate those reflections as well. Like, I love this conversation already so much. <laughs> me too. Russell dancing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the second thing I wanted to bring in was, was the, when we were talking about like, the body being um, like a direct reflection of what's happening emotionally and energetically. And like, this mm-hmm. is why, like, I have a very, I feel like special relationship with like, like with science and like, you know, logic and intellect. Like I, even though I have stepped away from it so hard, like I am still in, I have my own version of it that I'm just like in such deep resonance. Like, I'm like, I love data. Like, I love the science. I love, and, and I, I just have this deep, like, yeah, like I have this deep, like, I don't know, connection to it where like, even in my work, like when I, um, the way that I structure my work is like, especially like in, in connection, like in one-on-one, like we go in order of like, no, love, listen. And this no piece I have found to be one of the most fundamentally like Mm. mind like um paradigm shifting pieces because Mm -hmm. when you can look at what your body's doing what your body's saying as objective data and not data that's out to get you just this data it 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 it, it, it's that feeling of like I'm seen I see it I get it I understand it and when you get it and when you understand it that's when you can transition to oh my gosh I love it I have gratitude for it mm-hmm. and then it's like oh I have gratitude now I can listen I want to hear what you have to say so the same way that we build relationship with each other of like Michelle I want to know you I want to know your story I want to know your layers so I can love you and so I can receive you it's the same thing with the body with yourself and you know when it comes to like our body's um, like signaling pattern, you know, every thought that we have, every emotion that we have is coded chemically in our body. Like I have the thought of safety or I have the thought of fear and my, that thought needs to create chemicals so that it can send it down the rest of this body, Mm -hmm. the rest of this physical body and tell it what to do. So every thought that you have, a little, whether it's a little or a lot is translated in the body is translated into the tissues, into the fluid, into the water, into the fascia. So, and again, like that moment of like, Oh, I know that that makes sense. Now I can love and appreciate how my tension is my body speaking to me, how my pain is my body just reflecting some place that I've already been internally. 
you know? So the like, and I so resonate with the journey of pain with sex. I feel like that's, that's very like um, common for a lot of people. It's one of my favorite things to work with um, because it was such a huge part of my story as well. And that was a really big um, turning point for me to understand like my body isn't wrong. First of all, it's not broken. It's not um, out to get me is a big one. Like I, I would find myself in this place of like, why does my body hate me? Why isn't my body letting me have sex? Like I want to have sex. Why isn't my body mm-hmm. like, what are you doing body? Now it's me against body. What, yeah, it's like you've got war with yourself, your own body, but this is your home. This is where you have to live. Right. Right. And meanwhile, my body's here. Like, listen, like, I just need you to hear something first and then we can, then we'll melt. I promise, but you're not listening, you know? And so mm-hmm. those, those symptoms, those signals are, our bodies just trying to get our attention. And, and I, I, I really believe that like, once we've, you know, once we're further along in our healing journey and we've been practiced in listening to our bodies, we get to a place where it's like, okay, I can hear the whisper. I can hear the whisper of, I'd like a glass of water or like, I'd like you to leave this party, you know, (laughs) in the beginning, a lot of times the body, we don't have the skill to listen for the whisper. So our body is screaming and we have to be able to listen to that scream with compassion and patience and love and um, compassion and patience most of all because it's that that point when you decide like okay i'm going to be a compassionate patient listener that things start to melt and unravel and then it's like the symptoms magically go away and it's not magically but like you know according to western medicine when there was nothing (laughs) wrong now all of a sudden you're healed and it's like okay (laughs) we did okay get here you know (laughs) everything you just said wow just I feel one just the reminder or even for some people like the recognition that our thoughts and our feelings like do translate into the body. Like, I feel like (laughs) I'm thinking back on myself back when I was just sweeping symptoms under the rug left and right. I was like, what the fuck is my body doing? This is annoying. Like, like, and I would get angry at my body. I'd be like, why? Like, exactly. Like, why isn't my body letting me do this thing that I want to do? Why is it that I feel this way? Why do I feel this pain? And, and feeling like you're at war with your very vessel that carries your soul. It's like, no wonder life feels difficult or no wonder, you know, you just like don't feel safe and and at home. It's like, if you're at war with the place that you call home, like where, where is safety? Safety just leaves the room. Safety evaporates. And, and I feel then I know for me, like when I'm most in tune with my own inner voice, when I can hear my voice with clarity, when I'm in tune with my intuition, part of it is because I feel safe in my body and I I have the resources within myself to actually listen versus I know for me when I was in my whole autoimmune crisis and I was just like flailing and freaking out and panicking left and right it was like it was just a panic spiral and and the voices within my body that were trying to reach me they just got whooped in with all the chaos and their tornado and it took I always think of it like even when life is chaotic or even when symptoms are chaotic, it's like, there's like, there's like crazy tornado spinning around. And I always ask myself, no matter the chaos, no matter how big this storm is, there is an eye of the storm. There is a pocket somewhere in the middle of this storm where I can relax, where I can ground, where I can hear myself again. And so I always just invite myself, like, I just need to take a few steps 
back to the eye of the storm. It's right there, Michelle. You can do it. Just take a few steps. And, and sometimes it looks like just like accessing my breath for a moment or, or doing a little bit of EFT tapping, or even sometimes it just, it look, just looked like, like rolling around on the floor and screaming, yeah. going like, I fucking hate everything. And I'm scared, right? Like sometimes it was just like admitting to myself, like I'm actually really fucking afraid. And it's like, as soon as that voice of fear finally got recognized, it was like, Oh, here's the eye of the storms right here, lady. Like just jump on over your good. And then it's like, Whoo, then I can hear. And then the tornado starts to calm down because it was only ever there because it wanted my attention. Yes. Yes. And I, I felt so many tears like coming through me of like, cause you've been hearing you say like, I don't know exactly what words, but basically like, like you're, it's so close. Like it's okay. Like it's right here. Like I got you, like, just come. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Like, it's so, it's so beautiful. And I, it's, I, and I think the reason inner child healing for me today is so close. Like I, I'm, mm-hmm. I, and like my husband and I, like, he's always like, you know, we're always in our inner children. And it's like, <laughs> I think a big reason for that is because like, it's, there's so much that like, you know, that, I, and I know for me, and again, like, I'd love to hear if it resonates with you as well, but there's so many things that I needed to hear as a child that I didn't. And Mm -hmm. like that voice being one of them of like, it's okay. Like I got you come back. Like, it's okay. Just you're right there. It's right there. You're okay. Like, and that's, you know, what I'm speaking to to myself when I need to come back to that place. So it's, it's just really powerful and, and, and really beautiful. And, and yeah, that thread, that thread really touched me me as well I know it's like your energy brought that brought that forward out of me and I love that you brought up the inner child as well (laughs) because for anyone listening even before we hit record we were talking about like our inner children and and visualizing as if this podcast episode is just our two inner children just on a playground like crouched down together I'm like whispering secrets and talking to butterflies (laughs) I just like I feel that as well and what's coming through now is even, you know, the ways in which connecting to our inner child can be such a portal to so much healing. Like even thinking back to the time frame when I was experiencing so much pain with sex, like you go to the doctor and they don't normally prescribe, go on a date with your inner child, do some painting, do something fun, go do cartwheels, go like do something, go swim in the ocean, go frolic and pretend that you're a mermaid, right? Like you don't normally get those kinds of things. But I know, I know so deeply for me that simultaneously, like being present with my own inner rage. And as you said as well, I definitely felt my inner child had a lot of things that she needed to hear as a child to make her feel safe that were never said. Yeah. And as a result, she she kind of carried this feeling of unsafety and disassociation from her own body for such a long time. And, and so much healing, even, you know, with my pleasure came from the inner child. It came from reconnecting with her, that inner little witch that just wanted to make potions and cast spells and play with lizards and talk to butterflies. It was like connecting because, right, it's children, like they, they access their pleasure, with such ease in so many cases, right? Depending on, of course, the environment in which you grew up in. But I can definitely remember, even if my childhood was tumultuous, there are so many instances where I just accessed my pleasure. Like, what do I want to do in this moment? I want to sing a song loudly at the grocery store. <laughs> like, what do I want to do in this moment? I want to play mermaids with my best friend. Or like, what do I want to do in this moment? I just want to like pluck grass out of the ground and like 
string it together in a braid. <laughs> like that is, that is just like pure, innocent pleasure. That is like pure, innocent enchantment with life. And, and I know for me connecting to my sacral, like that was such a big part of it. Like for me, it's like, that's what happy whole life is. And <laughs> I think it's funny because people are like, Ooh, happy whole life. You must mean like slutty lingerie stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that too. And also let's not forget that to me, it's like ho stands for heaven on earth. And it's how do you create your own heaven on earth? It's our inner children. Like they know the way yeah, <laughs> they really absolutely. do. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. That like liberated pleasure. And like, I always think of the inner child as like the pure self, because it's like uh-huh. that pure self is so full and complete. And it was, it's only when there were the voices of like, stop, that's inappropriate, or that's not, <laughs> we don't do that. We don't do that. It's all. And then from the, there was a turning point where we started believing all of these constructs that don't actually exist. Like mm. none of them are real. You know what I mean? It's, it's all like, what did, you know, what does your culture say is appropriate? What does your state say is appropriate? Your country, your whatever. But like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like none of it, none, no, like measure for um, like behavior is actually objective. Like it's all subjective based on what we've decided we want. Like the only rules are the rules of the earth and like the rules of the earth say like you are loved and welcome and you are here and you get to do whatever you want. And, and it's so, and it's so beautiful because even in that there's even like the recognition of life and death and pain and like all of these hard things, but like, and, and that to say that like, it's not just like sunshine and giggles, but like the inner child, the pure self, like, the pure self is so powerful because it's so un, it's just like not tainted. It's so pure. And then next to the, to the, the, the power of the earth, like those are the two like organic powers that I feel like live in us and fuel us and direct us. And like, and interestingly, like tying it back, like that's, I think the voice that we hear, like that soul voice, it's like the voice that's like, no, we're good. This is what I want. Like, no, we're good. This is where I'm going. You know, it's, the pure desire, the pure soul, the pure self, and the earth power. My God. <laughs> the way that you said too, like the most organic forces, the most organic, it is. It's just like, if we just like, like whoosh out all of the, the noise and, and the chaos and all the thoughts, and we just come home to those things, like the pure self, the innocent self, the earth power and the visual that came to my mind is oftentimes after I do breath work and often when I'm leading breath work, I'll invite like at the end, it's like, you're lying down flat on your back. You hug your knees into your chest. And it's like the invitation to like roll over into the fetal position, like curl up in a little ball and just remember what it was like to just be in the womb or even like be floating somewhere in space as fucking stardust. I don't know, whatever it is to each person. And it's like before your soul arrived in this human body and you took on all of these constructs before all these moments happened in life that taught you it's not safe for me to be that, or that's too much. And I need to lock that away or my emotions aren't safe to express. So I need to keep them inside. It's if you can connect to that, just like mm, that time before all of that was placed upon you, it's reconnecting with that innocence, that pureness, that just, again, like that earth frequency of like, you're in your mother's womb. It's like the earth is holding you. Your mother is holding you. You're so, so, so safe. And, and I feel like for so many of us, it's when we can 
learn and remember how to access that innate safety that is our birthright and and sometimes it's there's a lot to to move through but when we can come home to I'm safe in this body and my body is my home and I'm safe here I know that was like a mantra that I repeated to myself again and again and again as I was healing autoimmune and and dissolving that that idea that somehow our bodies are against us or our bodies are a place where we need to be like at war, ready to put on a fight. It's like, mm -mm. and as you were speaking to one question that came up was, I'm curious even for you, Leona, your, your journey with your inner child or, or even with your inner teenager, like, was there, was there a point in your life when you started to, to reconnect with that part of you when you started to remember like, Hey, there's this playful innocence within me. And and what does it look like to, to access that again? Yeah. Yeah. And I, mm -hmm, I love it. (laughs) I feel like my inner child healing. um, I feel like that was the biggest thing that I navigated when I started um, receiving coaching, when I had my first coach and like that was so transformational for me. Like my, my coach, her name is Chelsea Mitless. She's amazing. She's my best friend now in the whole world. And I recommend her coaching to everyone. Like she's so like attuned and just, it was, she was perfect for me at the very least, you know, it was everything I needed. And I remember we connected and it was just one of those like soul yeses. I was at a very like pivotal point in my life. I was on a hiking trip with my cousin that like I had like only seen as like a kid like we barely like tracked through life <laughs> together and then she was posting that she wanted to go on a hiking trip and she was going to go alone if no one was going to come and I was like I'll come and we just connected for a week and she introduced me to Chelsea um, we did like one of her workshops and my soul was like you need to work with this woman like immediately and I was like okay you know and so and I'm so glad I trusted it because it my body even though there's so much healing there was still so much healing to be done like that was clear you know and and that was really beautiful and I'm really proud of that version of myself that she was like yes okay you know I I don't have this money but I'll figure out a way to make the investment and whatever you know but to really just say yes and follow through and I remember when I started working with her, she asked, like, is there anything you're like specifically interested in? And I remember being like, well, I've heard of this like inner child healing. I don't really know what it is, but I think I need it. (laughs) And so like, I remember like, it it was so funny because she had like a 12 week program that like every week you, there was like a a lesson, whatever. And I had asked about this early on and she was like, well, this isn't in order, but we do it. And like that was focused on that so much. And it was, it was huge for me because I think, I do think that like, you know, the, some of the little like factors in my story, like my parents immigrated from Italy and like, I'm the firstborn and, you know, being with them as they like built a business and had their own, you know, issues. And, you know, my brother was born when I was six because I really wanted a brother. And once he was born, like there was a part of me that really took on taking care of him because from zero to six, I had felt like I had felt so not seen in so many ways and not um, like tended to in so many ways. That's a big part of my story, feeling like feeling love around me, but not love the way I need it, you know? So so like all these little pieces, like, you know, and like I said, like really taking on it, like being his like caretaker in a sense and making sure he felt seen. So zero to six was a huge 
er like time in my life that I had to go back and and heal and that version of me is the version that really needs like to be seen and heard and validated and loved on and then like I don't know like six to like teenagers kind of fuzzy but then like my teenage self I needed to revisit with a ton too because I was so deep in like purity culture from like my whole life like I grew up in the church and then was so deeply entangled in a way that I'm like just glad I was able to remove myself from it so you know my inner child healing happens happens in kind of like these two big areas but um but yeah it was it was really liberating for me to feel that everything that I thought I needed from the world from other people from whatever like I could offer myself and that like I was enough and like like period like done you know and that that sense of like peace and groundedness and like self sufficiency I feel like was a really beautiful portal into the like it doesn't matter what other people are saying like you know what the pure you wants you know and and all those little things that you had said before like so resonated of like I want to roll in the grass I want to pick <laughs> the grass out of the like Michelle one time I I went into the woods with Julian my husband and we were like sitting on the ground and he like he was like, oh, let me, he left. He went to go get something. And I was like, I'm going to be, I was so fully in my inner child. And I <laughs> picked up like these little dried pine needles and a little half acorn and like a, like a million little things. And I made a little dinner spread and he came back and I, he was like, what is this? I was like, well, this is a pine needle soup. And this is like, whatever it was, like there was a bunch of little things. And <laughs> it just... It, it's been so liberating to allow these expressions to come through it's just like it's just fun it's just play I'm just here and I'm just now and there's nothing wrong one of the biggest things I had to uh heal like from was I my dad's voice so strongly in my head of like there's a time and a place we don't do that like there's a time and a place like I used to hum all the time and sing and like make sounds yeah. and he would always just be like, now's not the time or the place. Now's not the time or the place, you know? So to really let your go voice like, just got stuffed yes, down. Yes, exactly. And like, and even to connect it back to the pelvis real quick, like our, we have like, yes, like our body holds tension all over, like kind of, um, um, what's the word? Like non-specifically, but there are certain areas that are very specific. Like, so for instance, like our shoulders and our traps and our, our neck, a lot of us hold the tension here of like, um, more like productivity based stuff. Yeah. Like I'm, you to know, like I need to, get it done. It's like this position, like the get it done position, but <laughs> yeah. Right. Like our pelvis, our pelvic floor tends to hold, um, all of the like expression that gets squashed and squished down. Like, and it's so interesting, like that, that motion, that literal movement of like squash it down, squash it down. You're like squashing it down. And then the pelvic bowl is at the bottom holding it all. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. So expression is such a key to unlocking pelvic healing. And so that's one of the biggest reasons why inner child healing is, is so connected to pelvic healing because the, like the first threads of expression that were squashed were in, were in the inner child, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, my inner child healing literally like contributed directly to my like sensuality, sexuality healing. And, and it, it makes me laugh because I think I've, I, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of times 
sometimes I see content creators, especially in the world of sensuality healing, and it, it the way they paint it makes it seem like it's just about, you know, liberating your sex and like liberate, like coming into yeah. this woman who is just, she's embodied or, or you know, and whatever mm-hmm. pronouns feel aligned too, like whatever the, the being that you are coming into this sexy embodied version that's just, ah, like, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's like, Yeah. And it's beautiful. But like, I find that that comes as a result of the, like, Mm -hmm. like the other way, like, you know, like let Mm -hmm. your inner child speak, let yourself roll in the dirt, like other things, like liberate your voice, liberate your song, liberate your dance. And then like, guess what? You're going to walk into sex and out of nowhere, you're going to be like, wait, I know what I want. I know what I, I want what to I, for it. Yes, yes. Like I'm, I'm getting this because it's my pleasure and I want it. And it's only because your inner child knows that already. You know what I mean? Yes. No, I, I feel like you just like connected so many like deeply important threads. I feel like in human consciousness, like I, I feel like I'm just like, I'm good. I feel like I need to clip every second of this podcast episode and make it into a real, just like, oh my God. But yes, like. I know like you described my journey with my sexuality, like to a T that was exactly my journey with my own sexuality. It wasn't like, I'm going to start by just like, Ooh, being sexy and like wearing certain outfits that make me feel dark and goddessy. It was like my healing with my pleasure started with like me rolling around on the floor in the dark and crying. (laughs) It started with me remembering what it's like to watercolor paint and how much I loved it as a child. Like it started with me reconnecting with my creativity and and playing with birds more and doing bird watching that I loved as a child. Like, <laughs> I feel like sometimes people think like, okay, I need to heal with my sexuality. I need to just like start with a, a pleasure wand and like all these things. And I need the yoni egg. And it's like, all oh, like, cool. Like whatever it is you want, whatever you're drawn to. Amazing. And I do feel like, um, I know for me, so much of my healing with my sexuality came from healing with my play yeah. and just like my delight and, and, yeah. and being silly (laughs) like for me it's like my my silly playful side and my like sexual seductive siren side like they they're so intertwined it's like I can go from being like a silly little potato cat to like whoa seductive (laughs) goddess over here in like three seconds but it's only because they're so integrated and so connected within each other and and I just I just feel like that's so beautiful and and Liliana as well, just even hearing your story with, with your inner child of that experience of like, okay, I, I need to be the caretaker, like immediately right away, because I want to make sure this, this being, this creature, this brother that I love receives the things that I feel like I didn't. And, and I so resonated with that, like something you said about, you know, feeling like there's love all around you. Like it's there, you know, it's there, you know, like your parents love you or, or whoever it is that was caretaking for you. It's like, there's love here. There's care here. And yet it's almost like that love never actually hits you in the soul. It's like, it's around you. And yet it never actually lands on your body. It never lands in your heart. So you feel like, like, I know I'm loved, but like, why don't, why don't I feel it? And and I know sometimes even in, in friendships or relationships, whether it's with your parents or whoever, it's, when someone takes the time to understand like what are your love languages like I can love you the way I think I can love you but like how do you actually receive the gift of love what is that like for you and how can I be that how can I give that to you it's like it's a totally different experience to have someone love you in a way that you can really really receive and and I think it's mm, I feel like that's one of your just like really 
just like pure deep soul gifts Liliana is I just feel like you have this intuitive sense of of what it's like to hold like a really loving space for someone where they just feel so seen I mean like I said even just like going onto your Instagram like just going onto your page and like watching some of your videos or reading some of your posts it just feels like everything you say everything you do the way you move in the world it's coded with not only this like this fiery power right of the of the feminine of just like here we fucking are and like pleasure is our birthright <laughs> nobody <laughs> trying to stand in the way of that but it's like it's like that potency and power and fire is in your world it's like you deliver it like like how I describe it, it's like wrapped in like a golden silk blanket and you just like whoosh it out into the, even like just I have to go back and listen to this podcast like 10 bajillion times just to like receive like the fire but delivered in this just like vehicle of, of love and in grace and and I just like hearing the way you healed with your own inner child and and pouring all that love into yourself is just oh, like it makes me it makes my soul melt <laughs> in the best possible way Thank you. my pleasure and mm, what did I what was coming through well one even just tuning into our collective threads here if there are any other things that you're like oh my soul like needs to say this right now or like this needs to be witnessed this wants to be heard or seen and then I'd love to speak to some of those kind of beginning places where people can because I know for me, if someone was like, connect to your pelvis, I'd be like, okay, inner child play, got it. Roll around outside, got it. Yeah. All these things. But I sometimes I feel like it's, we can make healing be way more complicated than it needs to be. And sometimes it's, the healing begins in the soft moments made sacred throughout your day. The healing begins when you take even just like one single deep breath. The healing begins when, when you feel whatever feelings arise, you decide I'm going to look inward instead of looking away. It is so easy to look away. We're so conditioned to like, look away, whatever's happening. I don't want to deal with this, but it's, even if you can look inward for just a moment, it, it like sends that signal to your body of like, Oh, and it's your inner child too. of Like, Oh wait, there's somebody here now. Like, I'm not just, I'm not here. I'm not alone. There's somebody listening. There's someone who, who's got me. And it's like, that's, I feel like that's the greatest gift in the human experience to just like so deeply have yourself with reckless abandon and love yourself with just this ruthless conviction. It's, I feel like when I landed in that portal of my human experience, I was like, damn, yes, this is it. You can let so much more love and abundance and magical things in when you have that foundation of I'm safe with myself and I love myself and I love who I am. Yeah, I totally agree. And I feel like it's, it's so like ironically simple, you know, and like, and and in this world where, like you said, like we're taught to outsource to the medical professionals, outsource to whatever you know other people your friends even and Mm -hmm. it's it's just so true it's so simple some of these base like fundamental concepts and and it's like and in a in a very real way it's like once you know that once you know once safety feels available and once like connection to that voice feels available like in a very real way it's like done there's nothing left to do now I just am living life in this Mm -hmm. spiral of like deepening and revisiting like similar patterns but deepening every single time because there is no end goal 
like we're not gonna i'm i do i teach this and i am not healed like i still struggle with so many xyz things but on that spiral it's it's deeper right i'm not at the place i was even though like some things aren't gone forever so like I didn't know this wanted to come through, but I think something that does want to come through is that like, there is no end game where you are now is already perfect. So perfect. And it's just, it's just getting to that place of truly being able to self source your safety and your love and your abundance within yourself and trust. And once you have that, you just do in life, you know? And so I, I'm happy you brought that in because that was, that, that is perfect. I, that is just such an important I just feel like pillar of a life if you will <laughs> like, like truly truly and and I feel as well just that energy of you're not wrong for being where you are I know for me for many years it was always that story of like I'm wrong I'm wrong and it's like man if you wake up every single morning of your life and you make yourself wrong for being where you are it's it, it zaps your energy. It is so exhausting because again, it's like, it, it's that similar thread of being at war with yourself of I'm not far enough along. I'm not, or even for all my entrepreneurs, fellow coaches, anyone listening, but I'm not healed enough to help anyone. And it's like, yeah, sure. what you're never going to, none of us are ever going to be perfectly healed. And yeah. I know for me with autoimmune, that was definitely like a grippy goal that I had. I was like, no, I want to be perfect. My labs need to be perfect. Yeah. I need to have no symptoms ever, ever again. <laughs> and it's like, what? I'm 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 not going to be happy in my life until I never ever ever experience a flicker of a symptom of autoimmune disease ever again. Like, no, I can decide. Like, flickers of symptoms may arise, and it doesn't mean I'm falling back into a black hole of of sickness or that everything has gone wrong or I've done something wrong. It's it's just like, oh. I'm a human experiencing life and life comes with waves and ups and downs. And I love how you described it as the spiral, but it's like life can spiral around us. We can spiral with life, but it's almost like rather than feeling like the victim who's just like helplessly spiraling down some hole, it's like, or we could turn this into a dance party and like, okay, if the dance party is like, this is the vibe at the moment. Like, okay, I can dance and do a little spiral. We can go down here if we need to go down here. (laughs) But it's like bringing again, that inner child, innocence, playful, light energy back to back to healing and and also not making ourselves wrong when healing is like pretty fucking intense because sometimes it is sometimes absolutely absolutely and And like that that was this this was the thread that came through that I was like I have to share this like my work like the empowerment piece is like so big and like the empowerment like empowerment to Mm -hmm. me is just like I see all I see everything in front of me and I choose this shamelessly. So like, if that means uh-huh. on a day that, right, like on a day that your healing feels really intense and you look at your options and you're like, I'm going to choose shamelessly to stay in bed and let myself rest. That's mm-hmm. empowerment. Empowerment isn't just, I'm going to get up and like have my morning routine and da blah, blah, blah. Like, yes, you don't have to do that, you know? And, and, and again, like kind of tying it back to that thing of like knowing that, like, I know it's, being able to look objectively and say like, I know even like some, another like example would be something like birth control, right? Like I know these are my 10 options or these are my five or whatever. These are all of my options. I am fully informed about all of them. And I shamelessly choose this 
right? It's not just, okay, you have to be doing fertility awareness because it's holistic and you're tracking and you're not putting any chemicals in your system. Like, great. If that's what feels empowering to you, I fucking love it. Do it. I'm going to support you the whole time. But if you're looking at all your options and you're saying right now, hormonal birth control makes the most sense. That's what I want and need. Like, fuck yes. Like I'm with you. I support you the whole time. Yeah. Like that's your empowerment. So like that. And so like pelvic empowerment, like my work is this thing of like, we are going to educate and inform, understand everything that we can, and you're going to choose what feels best for you. And I'm going to stand in the background and cheer you on, you know, like that's it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm just, my soul is literally like screaming on fire. Yes. Like I'm, I'm so glad that we like tuned into any lingering threads that were like, needs to come out because this is so, this is so important. Like this I love the way you described your lens of empowerment because I do feel like sometimes empowerment can get like shoved into these boxes of like what empowerment is supposed to look like. And it's like, like you said, I love the example with the birth control. It's like, Ooh, like if you were really like an empowered woman, you would choose fertility awareness method because like, that's the most natural one. And it's like, right. no, because then it's like, Oh, and everyone makes a different choice. is just shameful and has something to be ashamed of. Like what? No, of course, like it sounds insane when you say it like that, but it's like, of course not. It's to each person, what is best for them when they tune into their place of power? It's like, make that choice. And as we're speaking to it reminded me of a lot of times I've gotten questions because I am kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm expressed on my social media. Sometimes that involves like sexy dancing or like, you know, showing some skin and things like that. And I've definitely gotten some DMs and things over the years of like, why does sensual empowerment and like sexual empowerment for women always look like showing skin? And it's, it's that interesting thing where it's like, it, it doesn't like empowerment looks so many different kinds of ways. Like a woman's empowerment and her sexuality, a person's empowerment and their sexuality looks so many ways. And to me, it's, it's almost like I show my empowerment in so many different ways. I show it from, like you said, like canceling calls if I'm not feeling well or, or, you know, having to reschedule twice. Yo, the background of it, this is our third, like our third time, like getting like, this is like, we rescheduled two times and landed on this like perfect divine time. And it's, it's amazing, but it's like, that's empowerment or, or like sitting on the couch, like a a silly, lazy potato. That's like, I just want to be in a blanket and drink hot chocolate today. And that's all I've got in me. Like that's empowerment. And and it's it's like, I share those things too. Like my silly potato is just as expressed as my sexy siren on my social media. And it's so interesting to witness, like people notice the the side of the empowerment that maybe feels more activating. Like seeing someone be silly is maybe not as activating for some people as seeing a woman or someone like be expressed in a way that they haven't fully accessed yet. But I just feel like that conversation and just that door opening of, the reminder that empowerment in, in all its forms, whether it's sexual empowerment, whether it's pelvic empowerment, whether it's, you know, anything at all, it's, it gets to look however the fuck it looks for you. Like you're the only person who has access to that place of power that lives within you. Like you're the one who gets to tune in and, and listen to that voice and, and make the courageous choice to follow that voice. Cause sometimes we hear the voice and we're like, which also is okay right it's like that having the grace with ourselves as we navigate being human beings on planet earth but let's see last last things I wanted to ask you know one 
Do you have any thoughts, any soul musings on on the best places for for anyone to begin? If if this episode has spoken to some part of your soul, if some part of your heart is like, wow, I'm activated. I want to connect to my body more. I want to to listen to the voice of of my inner soul. I'm curious. I mean, one, I'm going to link all of your information and everything. So just like whoosh on over <laughs> to Dr. Lily on stage. But if you have any, just anything that's floating in for you right now as to just the simplicity of healing gets to be simple. Absolutely. And I really, I'm like, I'm in awe and just like adoring our past hour together like I love that like literally we started the beginning of the conversations I scribbled down first steps and now it's like we had this whole contextual thing and now we're gonna end with like what are some first steps so I, I just love the full circle moment here it feels very magical <laughs> yeah I love it yeah and I, I I'm just and I'm oh, I'm still in the gratitude of it too <laughs> yeah I I really love what you said of just like it gets to be simple like healing and if this feels like a beginning first step for anyone like it does not have to be anything crazy and I think one of the most foundational things that we can do is to bring our touch to our pelvis because there is so much rhetoric and narrative and implied narrative around um, around shame and the pelvis and so like to be able to bring a touch that is um, intentionally not like just practical like I feel like we touch our pelvis when we're trying to get something done like okay I'm putting on lotion or I'm shaving or I'm you know even even self-pleasure can become productive sometimes like like oh I have to I'm doing this because I have to orgasm or I'm meeting my partner and like, I, because they want sex or I want sex, but whatever, like, you know, all these things. Yeah. So I think the very simple practice of putting your hands, yes, on your womb, but also just like, like further down, like pubic bone or like mm -hmm. rocking side to side in your chair and feeling your sit bones, like anchoring left and right back and forth. And even pelvic tilting forward and back and meeting the edges of your pelvis and even like putting your hand like I, I always tell people like one of the first foundational things is like full hand over vulva you know or like you know hand around like even for men because like I my husband and I like we've walked each other through pelvic healing you know so like hands just on your perineum around around your genitals on your genitals next to like bringing a touch that says I love you mm. and I'm here for you and almost more than anything like I want to hear you I want to connect with you yeah and like just creating space for the body to start speaking you know no expectation no push no nothing just bringing in a new paradigm a new narrative that says you are not shameful you are welcome you are beautiful you are abundant and ecstatic and i'm here compassionately patiently lovingly i am here and whenever you have something to say i will be ready to receive oh. <laughs> i feel like my whole body just like i feel like i just want like a mini guided meditation right there just yes. like i'm here and and i love what you said too of 
like being there without expectation like okay okay I put my hands I'm I'm listening where's the voice like talk to me it's like the the same way you might approach a child who has maybe been afraid or has maybe experienced something that was shameful or they felt embarrassed about or they felt like they needed to hide it's like the same way you don't just walk up to a child and shake them and go like okay open up now I'm not open up it's like that's crazy you don't do that it's like you you like walk up to them you get down on their level and you just open your arms and you're like if you want me to hold you if you want my attention if you want my presence I'm here and I'm listening but like you you get to be the one to to take that first step but it's like holding the container open of like I'm here and like the space is open for you to come forward when you're ready and there's no expectation and there's no rush it's like that in and of itself is like so so but so healing <laughs> just <laughs> yes. oh yes. thank, thank you for your wisdom thank you like just the deepest thank you I'm like I'm thinking of another word like thank you like in Korean we say that and I'm just like I'm like trying to like I'm just like ah, expressing my gratitude in every way that I know possible in this moment Liana I'm just expressing just the deepest gratitude and and I just like this whole time as you're speaking like I don't know how to describe it it's almost like your words I like I could feel and see the soul who's going to receive them it's like I'm like oh mm-hmm whoever that light in the world is like, yes, your medicine just got like delivered to them. Like it's on their way to them. They're going to listen. They're going to receive, and it's going to be so impactful and meaningful. Like just the fact that we had this conversation, I feel like the world is a better place. (laughs) I always love to close out podcast episodes with an invitation for celebrations or acknowledgements. So I'm curious for you, Liliana, is there anything you want to to celebrate today or anything you want to even just acknowledge about yourself and see about yourself? Because that's also the medicine of happy whole life, right? Is it's a life lived in celebration of self. Yeah, thank you. Oh, that's really beautiful and powerful. Okay, what's coming through really clearly, I I want to celebrate my bleed yes yes thank you yeah and even the our kind of like pre-show uh connection when we were talking about like the power that comes through with with your bleed and so like I really celebrate I'm celebrating my womb and all of the power and wisdom that's coming through as I bleed and the version of me that is wise and and powerful and bleeding I deeply celebrate (laughs) that's just the most beautiful note to close on like celebrating blood celebrating Mm. our wounds celebrating you know the cycles and the seasons that we all go through Mm. yeah yeah I yes thank Mm. you (sighs) that feels yes that feels so nourishing especially because of how much I feel like how many narratives around how awful of a time this is you know um, yeah. so like no we're changing the narrative to celebration yeah, yeah exactly that, that, yes feels so be- like powerful to just speak that out especially knowing of like it's one thing to speak it out to like a friend or whatever but knowing this is going to reach an audience like cel- like celebrating my bleed and thank you for celebrating my bleed with yeah. me thank you and <laughs> I would love also to to toss in because this felt really true also like I want to acknowledge um, and this feels like a really powerful practice to me like I want to be seen and acknowledge 
um, my work, my one-on-one work, because that is my biggest like offering right now. Like I'm building community and I'm introducing group things, but my one-on-one work I know is my like very potent, very powerful, very connected magic. And I want to acknowledge that and bring that into the space. And even like inviting like souls that felt alignment and resonance, like I love you and I welcome you and I want to just acknowledge my work as a beautiful open invitation if you want to come be with me I would love to have you and if not it just feels good to acknowledge (laughs) like that wasn't just the most beautiful and for those who are listening and perhaps not watching on YouTube like when you extend that invitation the way your arms just naturally opened like it was a literally like the same, it's the same thing. It's like, I'm here with open arms. If you feel a soul per, if you feel a sacred, yes, like walk on over. And I know even just the way, the way that I receive your energy, Liliana, like even just like, like, I feel like in this podcast episode, we're kind of like holding each other in a way. Right? And it's just like, even like the experience of, of being held by you on my own podcast, I'm like, people then drop into your one-to-one and it's like, 10 bajillion layers deeper of just being so held and seen and loved and empowered and supported and celebrated and just all of those things. So I'm like, yes, anyone who felt a soul resonance, I will, I will have all the links in the show notes, like just like float on over to Dr. Lily on this page. Like that's just what I see for everyone. And just a final, just, just deep bow of celebration and gratitude for you, Liliana. This has been, I'm just going to walk on cloud nine for the entire rest of my day. My week is just coated with this golden nectar frequency that you just radiate. So thank you for being here and sharing your medicine. It means the absolute world. Thank you. Thank you for having me, for inviting me, for thinking of me. That's such a soul thing for me. Like, thank you for thinking of me. I I adore you and I adore all of the healing I've been able to tap into because of you. Like we, our stories are so intertwined, I feel in so many ways. And it's like, you like that, that what you described of us holding each other in this podcast, like even just exploded out. Like you held me, I've held you. Like it's this beautiful, just giving and receiving and rest, like the sacred reciprocity. And there's just so much gratitude infused in that. And I'm just, Oh, I'm bursting because of it. So thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I can't hear you. Here we go. (laughs) Who knows? Oh my God, that's so funny. It's like last, the last thing in my mic was like, no. Last thing I was going to say is for anyone who feels this whole resonance, if you have any takeaways or anything, feel free to take a screenshot. Feel free to tag me and Dr. Liliana as well. Yes. I'd love to, to hear anything that has come forward for you in this episode. And, and on that note, my technology is like, we're done for the day. Let's we're close done. it down. So <laughs> we will yes. love this magical episode and just so much love. And, and thank you everyone for listening. Thank <laughs> you.